Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Tanya is out this week, but we have a very special co-host. One of my good friends, Caitlin Carter, is scrubbing in today. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy you're here because we we had you booked as a guest, and then Tanya wasn't able to do the podcast, and I was like, because they were like, do you want to get a co-host? And I said, let's just, Caitlin has a podcast. Let's let her co-host with me. Well, first of all, I was so honored to be asked to even be a guest in the first place. Maybe I'm hyping this show up too much in my head, but I seriously feel like I may as well be on the world's biggest talk show right now. Because when they told me that you guys wanted me as a guest, I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I can't wait to go on there. And then when you asked me to co-host, I sort of freaked out. I was like, they think, Becca thinks I'm good enough to go on and co-host with her. This is such an honor. Absolutely. And then I was, I was telling you before we started recording that I'm I'm here in Aspen with a couple of friends um, skiing. And today I literally made everyone's schedule around getting back to the house in time for me to record this. So I was like, you guys don't understand. I'm going on this two-time award-winning show and it's <laughs> so important and I've got to get there. And I was like, okay. Well, I of course blew that and was late per usual, but I'm normally Mark Easton. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. 
essentially been in quarantine. I've been pretty consistently on time because everything's virtual. So I mean, you would think it'd be more consistent <laughs> than it has been. But yes, generally it's yeah. been okay. Yeah, it's been better than when I used to drive to the studio. Considering you don't really have a choice but to be at home where you record. Although you said you record usually at Tanya's, right? I do. So I do have to make the three-minute drive to Tanya's oh. on Monday. So that can slow me down a little yeah, bit. It's but It's not 100%. <laughs> it's not 100%. But <laughs> I, my sisters and I are leaving. We're driving to Louisiana today. We're leaving for like a oh, wow. four-day road trip. And so... I, of course, went, I, I rented a minivan because I thought that would be the best road trip car. And I go to pick it up today and they didn't have one on the actual lot. So I booked it, but they didn't actually have it. And so I was scrambling all morning trying to find one. I'm about to start my period. I saw a squirrel that got hit by a car. It was still alive. (gasps) And I started crying. I was like so devastated. It's just been... One of those mornings. That alone is a day ruiner for sure. Uh, That's why I said I was like, do I even leave today? Is this just a bad day? (laughs) Ah, why did we start talking about this? I'm just explaining that it's been (laughs) that day. Oh, that's awful. Sorry. Um, but you know, we're here. I'm so excited to have you on. I feel like there's so much to talk to you about because I feel like I'm shocked that we haven't had you do this before because I feel like there's a lot to discuss. Well, I don't know. I feel like, I, I you know, you kind of got to earn your place in the lineup <laughs> when it comes to scrubbing in. I think, you know, you guys are really, this isn't yeah. just any podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you for um, reading the script we no, gave I'm you. Really- Thank you for sticking to the script. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you reminded me when you were talking about that rental car story about a trip. I took my sister for her bachelorette party. I surprised her and took her to Iceland. And I was working with this rental car company that's a European rental car company. So I didn't know that much about it, but they had promised to give us some kind of really nice SUV because we were going to be doing a lot of road tripping around Iceland. And when we got there, of course, there was no SUV to be found. Nothing. They had nothing on site. The only thing they had was a 12 passenger van that was a stick shift. And we had no choice but to take it because we had six of us. It was the only car that could fit us. So we ended up driving around Iceland. And I insisted that my sister, so I just was feeling kind of lazy about driving a stick shift, even though I, the first car I ever learned to drive was one. Did you ever learn on a, on a standard? No, but I'm so impressed because it, it really is such a, I have a great story about that after you finish, but it's such a great okay. skill to have. It's, it's very useful in situations like that. But for some reason, before... I made any mention of my ability to drive a stick shift. My sister was like, it's fine. I can drive a stick shift. I'll do it. And I just let her do it thinking that she must feel very comfortable. She's volunteering. As soon as we go to pull out of the parking lot from the rental car place, you have to go around a rotary. That's the first thing. There's just rotary after rotary in Iceland. No stop. Uh, What is a rotary? Um, Oh, like a roundabout. Like a roundabout. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I guess we call them rotaries in New Hampshire. That makes sense. So my sister goes to pull into this roundabout and just immediately stalls the van. And then she's freaking out. She's so stressed. And I was, I was the worst. I was just kind of making fun of her. I'm like, "Uh Oh, what are you going to do when people are honking? And, And she's so stressed. And finally we're like three hours into the drive and she was getting really tired and she kept kind of having these issues with the stick shift. And finally I just said to her, do you want me to just drive? I can, I'll drive if you want me to. And she's like, I mean, if you can, if you know, if you don't mind giving it a try and I get in and just immediately no problem or a cruise around everywhere. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? 
Well, Why did you say so, this to me at the beginning? You're so mean. I literally, <laughs> it so, was mean, but it was so entertaining. <laughs> my sister was, we were shop car shopping for my sister and there was this car that she really wanted, but the, it only came, it said automatic on the, we were just like looking on the app and just driving to the places and on the app, it said it was automatic and we get there and we look into the car and we had driven for hours just to dealership to dealership and we see it and we look in and and uh she goes it, it looks like a stick shift and I'm like no 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 the app said it was automatic and the guy comes out he's like oh yeah it's manual he's like I can teach you I can teach you so we get into like do a um test, test drive, drive. Mm. and she's stalling out at every stop sign and I'm like, <laughs> crying laughing in the back because like it was stressful but I was the worst passenger ever because I was not encouraging and so, and so we were really trying to convince ourselves because we had been going all day that we were like yeah we can make this work like just she'll learn she can learn and you know it's part of the process we were just so over. it is like riding a bike eventually but yeah. it does take a minute to learn but yeah. I can't tell you how many parties in high school because I grew up in New Hampshire in the middle of nowhere so all the parties we ever had happened at, at people's houses and one of our friends had this little lake house kind of tucked down a dirt road in the woods and there were so many times that people's cars would just get stuck like they'd have a manual and their car would slide off the road or whatever and no nobody knew how to get it out but I would be able to go up and get it out if that, everyone that, was drunk I'm like okay I can do it I got <laughs> it I, I'll, I'll be sober and go fit, get the car and I highly recommend everyone, if you have the opportunity, I still haven't learned, but I would say this is great. <laughs> this is a great lesson that you should always learn, especially if you're like, if you like to travel and go places where majority of their vehicles are manual, it's, it's really a, useful. Yeah. I think you run into that problem more in Europe. Yeah. And if you're sure. going on the amazing race, like it's very useful, which I've been there you go. There you um, go. I wanted to kind of give people a background of like where I know, I know you from so many different things and like, we've known each other for a while, but I mean, you've kind of like, you moved from New Hampshire to LA, mm -hmm. like what's mm -hmm. your story? Like how long ago did you move to LA? What's been the process of like, now you're on the Hills. You just have okay. had a lot happen. I know it's, a, it's very surreal. Actually. It doesn't really feel like real life sometimes when I think about it, but um, I'm going to try to do an abbreviated version because sometimes I can get long-winded about this. So when I I studied English in college, graduated, thought I was going to go to medical school, but I needed a job to support myself. So I interviewed for this job at a finance company and I was hired as an office assistant, which is like the entry-level job at this company. Um, but the, the CEO shortly after was going through all these assistants and he couldn't find someone that worked for him. And I was just filling in temporarily between assistants and he and I actually clicked really well. And so I was 21 years old and this is a massive asset management company. They managed $600 billion or something crazy. And he was the CEO. He said, you're totally underqualified for this job, but you're the best at it that we've had so far. So we want to <laughs> offer you the job. So all of a sudden I was working for the CEO of this big finance company and that job took me to Palm Beach, Florida, and London. And I lived between Boston, London, and Palm Beach for those, for about four years. I bounced around between the three places. And I had no social life whatsoever, nothing, no personal life. I just worked all the time. And I was happy because, you know, when you're that age, you're like, you're not really thinking about anything besides, you know, I just wanted to make money and have fun. Yeah. So I, um, I worked for him for a long time. And then I started dating someone who lived in LA who I had met. And we just kind of did a long distancing for a little bit. But I, every time I'd come to LA, I felt like I never wanted to leave. It just felt very 
comfortable and like that was the place that I was meant to live. Mm-hmm. And so at some point when I was 25, I thought, you know what, I think it's time that I start pursuing what I really wanted to do and what I set out to do versus this job I sort of fell into. So I just picked up and I moved to LA and yeah. And then, oh my gosh, I guess it keeps going, but I started my company Foray, which I feel like is where I met you, which is a fashion e-commerce company that lasted for a few years. And then, um, what did I, I started filming the Hills. So I'm there. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say in between that time, you, so you had a boy, you had a boyfriend when you moved out to LA, right? I was single, but I had just okay. met. So I came out to LA and I went to a Halloween party just on a random weekend with some friends out here. And at that Halloween party, I met Brody. Okay. And we had, we Brody actually met for everybody. Bro- oh yeah. Lives yes. under a rock. <laughs> he does have a very unique name though. I feel like he's kind of, he's like a Madonna. You can kind of just go by the one name. <laughs> yeah everyone knows who you're talking about anyone I know whose kid is named Brody now they always say they got the name from him that's true I guess that was kind of the first time I ever heard the name Brody well it's kind of our generation too so everyone who's having kids right now sort of grew up watching in the hills (laughs) so I so Brody and I were together for about five years at this point and the hills came around and said hey we want to do a reboot and we want to document your life now Brody's life now and so of course he was with me and then by default, I ended up making the show, which we were really excited to do together because we'd always kind of worked separately. He was DJing and on the road all the time and I was running for a, and so we were both kind of living sort of separate lives. Um, and that led to us making Hills and that's what I'm still doing now. We're filming our second season. I just launched my own podcast, The Bright Side. It's, it's not scrubbing in, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're working on it. <laughs> it's real. I mean, I got to do your podcast and it was just, I, I mean, I love you as a human and as a friend. So I obviously want all the success for you and everything you do. But um, when it came down to the Hills, like doing it a second season, because the first season, there was a lot going on in your life. Like you were going through a split from Brody and then you were dating Miley and it was just kind of a whirlwind all while being on the Hills. Wasn't that all happening at the same time? Well, so the Hills was actually airing when all of that period of time went down. So, the, so I think oh. the first episode aired maybe three weeks before Brody and I split up. Okay. Um, and I mean, things had been kind of going downhill for a little while. I mean, I feel like he and I both kind of knew that filming the show was in a way, it was sort of an effort to be able to spend more time together and Mm -hmm. sort of redirect our lifestyles a little bit to Mm -hmm. see if there was anything we could do to make our relationship work. But you know, the thing is that I think the reason he and I ended up getting married in the first place was because we were always such good friends. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we've been able to salvage through our split. So we still get along great. Um, So we had I think it was hard filming the first season because we were so, there were so many difficult things going on in our lives that everything on the show stressed us out. Like we didn't want to share all of these heavy things with the world, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the mistake probably a lot of people make going on a reality show is you think you're going to be able to hide the bad parts and just show (laughs) the good parts, but that you can't that's not possible. They get everything out of you. And what I learned is that with an ensemble cast, and I don't know if your experience was like this on The Bachelor, but if even if you have a secret and you're not going to talk about it on camera, they'll feed it to someone else so that they bring it up. And then you have no choice but to respond <laughs> or address it. So like no secret is safe. Oh, yeah. um, so it's been interesting going into season two because I think a lot of the weight has been lifted because I don't 
feel like there's anything really dark or heavy going on in my life or anything that I want to hide. Mm -hmm. So this time around, we started refilming in October and it's a little challenging now with all of the restrictions from COVID, but, um, all the producers say the same thing to me. They're like, you're a completely different person now. Just every, cause I don't, I'll do, you know, I'm kind of open to anything when we're filming now. I just want to have fun and make a good show. And, yeah. and, and actually I feel like everyone's sort of in that, in that mindset right now. And I guess we're grateful to be, you know, have a job mm-hmm. post COVID because a lot of TV shows were canceled in the time that all of this was going on and we didn't know what was going to happen. So I think everyone's excited that we have a job and we can go film and, um, be making something, but yeah, this time around it's, it's actually really fun. Yeah. It's so much easier. I mean, this past year, especially, and even just the past couple of years, having a public platform and being, even having the podcast, it's, it's so interesting at like this year specifically, I went through so much personally, like, you know, with family stuff and it was just kind of a heavy year in general, I think for everybody, but it was hard to do this podcast where I want it to be so uplifting and fun and lighthearted while I had this really heavy stuff going on, but I wasn't, you know, when there's other people involved, you can't share every detail of your life. And so like trying to be respectful and balance the personal stuff while also trying to make the podcast lighthearted and fun was such a challenge for me. And I finally had to decide, like, I just got to be open and honest and say, I've been going through some stuff and it's been hard and I'm looking forward to the other side of it. And Um, But I get what you're saying of like filming something where you're trying, like there's stuff going on in your relationship that you don't really want to talk about, but it prevents you from being open and And authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, half the cast of the show, I would not even speak to off camera because I felt like they were all these, I felt like everyone was trying to kind of attack me or like they were the bad guys because they just knew things that I didn't want everyone to know. And so I became so defensive and guarded and closed off from everyone. And, you know, I never watched the actual episodes of The Hills because when it was all airing, it was just so raw and personal to me. Mm. And it felt awkward at the time. Um, And so I went back and watched them finally, right before we started filming, because I thought, you know what, I should see what I liked about last season, what I want to continue to do or what I would do differently. So I finally watched the last season, maybe I guess in October. And I realized that there were so many group scenes that happened where all this fun kind of cute stuff happened, but Brody and I weren't there because we were so uncomfortable with everyone that we just wouldn't go film. And it's so much better now because it's, yeah, it's just that pressure's off. When you're being authentic, you have nothing to hide. And that's what I realized is I'm not going to be able to make a good show, not going to be able to make a good podcast unless I just own, like to your point, unless I just own it, you don't have to give every detail to the world about the, the little things, but just to even admit that there's something you're going through, Yeah, you right. know, because people can pick up on that. And if you're not acknowledging anything, then it's just weird. And people were like, we can, you know, a lot of our listeners were like, the podcast feels really disconnected right now. And in my head, I'm like, it is, we are, <laughs> Tanya and I are both going through stuff. And so I think just being able to acknowledge that and say like, Hey, things are, really not a hundred percent over here, but we're doing our best. And that's mm. you our best, what we can give you right now, because there's a lot going on. But I think as soon as we were able to just admit that people at least could understand more and it didn't feel so much like this feels off, but we don't know what's going on. Yeah, no, that's so interesting that you say that. I feel like my, when I'm going through something really intense, I won't share the details of it, but I get way too overly 
vocal about whatever I'm doing to recover from it. <laughs> like all of a sudden I'm an expert on, on, you know, every kind of relationship therapy or advice <laughs> and like posting things every day. I don't know. For me, it always has to be some kind of a conversation with everyone. So even though I'm not explaining to anyone what's going on in my head and I'm thinking I'm being subtle, like, well, I'm just going to post this and post that song <laughs> lyrics and memes and whatever. <laughs> thinking That's normal. People do that when they're fine. Uh, no, it's not because then I look back and now I hardly ever post anything. And I look back at my archive. I'm like, this is the most emo period of time ever. <laughs> no, you're, you're so similar. I mean, I think I did that too. Like I remember uh, this was a while back, but I was like obsessed with this guy and he did not like me back. And so I thought if I posted like really inspirational quotes or something that that would all of a sudden make him want to reach out to me, which <laughs> I think if anything, he was like, this girl's like weird but Tanya is very much that way like if she's going through something she's gonna post about like I wish she was here to relate to you on this because she would do I bet she looks at her archive and she's like wow this is why do we do this (laughs) it's like you can't help yourself and yeah if there is somebody that you're interested like you're going through a heartbreak and you think it's in any way going to appeal to that person like oh she posted that inspirational quote that is it I'm going back no literally it's it's kind of sad I actually it's kind of, it's a little sad because now that I look back on it I think oh man if I saw my friend doing all this stuff I would instantly know that they were going through something bad and your ex knows that too right? I know and also I think if someone if I let's say I was on the other side like someone I was over a relationship or someone and then they were posting all that stuff I almost feel like I'd be turned off by it so I don't know why we continue to do that thinking it's gonna change the outcome when really it does no good (laughs) no it it doesn't and I if there's anything that I could change about my behavior and breakups in the past I think it would be that I would I would just try to be a little more quiet yeah just shut up okay it's hard (laughs) though when you're going through heartbreak you're just like doing anything you can you know I know no it's true I think in a way it's cathartic. Maybe when you're sharing these things with the world, even if you're not explaining the details, you feel like people are connecting. I mean, I would get a lot of response, which is probably why I kept doing it because so many people would message me and say, Oh, thank you. I needed that. Or I'm going through something really hard right now, which I guess was a reminder that I wasn't the only one going through that. But yeah, I still am a little embarrassed. No, I mean, we all do it. I think, (laughs) I think every single person listening to the podcast can relate to this. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. 
With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shero. Shero, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. You wrote, um, who was your article with that you wrote? Like, was that last year? It feels like, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but you wrote an article. The L one? Yeah, about your sexuality. Yeah. And how you, 
were kind of like, I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. I haven't like, la- like, I don't know what my label is. I just like, I, I like who I like. I love who I love. And I thought it was, I was so impressed with you when it came out because it was such a vulnerable, um, it was just such a vulnerable piece of work that was so open and Thank honest. You. And I think so many people can relate to of like, you kind of, you fall in love with who you fall in love with. And I think a lot of people put so much pressure on the title of of love. Well, I think that was the point that I really wanted to get across. And as much as I say, I'm embarrassed by all the things I posted and memes and all of that. I'm not at all embarrassed by the um, L piece because it was really raw and really vulnerable. And it was the, the feelings that I was having at the time, but it, it was also just reality because no one was more surprised that I was all of a sudden dating one of my girlfriends than I was mm-hmm. like I had, if you had asked me a month before that started, I mean, I, when I look back, I know that I had feelings for her that I were maybe different from feelings I had for other friends, but I wasn't recognizing it as that at mm-hmm. all. Because in my mind, I liked men. I had always dated men and there just wasn't really another option. And um, so I think I felt like it made sense to share with other people what I went, what I experienced, because I think that probably happens. And it, to me, it was kind of new news. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this can happen. You know, I, I've heard about women ending up dating women later in life or whatever, but I, it never crossed my mind that I would be one of those people. And then it just happened. And like I said, to by no, it was entirely unintentional, but mm-hmm. I was very deeply in love with this person. And, um, and then the other part of that was that, uh, I'd, I'd always heard that heartbreak really inspires so much creativity, but I don't think I'd really ever had my heart broken before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get it until that point in time. And all of a sudden, all I wanted to do was just create things. So I was like writing poetry and writing essays. I mean, I wrote so many essays. I wrote so many poems. I, I was doing anything I could to just kind of get everything out. And, you know, so all of that was really cathartic for me. And that L piece was one of the things that was super cathartic, but also I had a lot of really positive response from people who had been through a similar circumstance or even were privately going through something like that. And they were scared to share it with people that they knew. And I think it just kind of gave people an opportunity to see that, you know, in fairness, I think it's really lucky for me that my parents have always been so supportive that I never even really had to question or think about what I was doing. Cause I just knew they would be cool with it no mm-hmm. matter what, like, maybe they would need to adjust or un- kind of gain some perspective into whatever was going on. But I knew that at the end of the day, they would be okay with it. And I feel very fortunate that I was in that position. Yeah. But I kind of wanted people to see who maybe aren't in that position, that there are people that they can look up to or people who are, you know, walking the earth who have mm-hmm. had these similar experiences and aren't afraid to just be open about it and honest. Like I was in a really safe place to be able to do that. So I'm really lucky in that way. Yeah, it made me feel very um like challenged to how how like the response was so positive and I thought it was just such a great article and I I just know like, you know, including myself, so many people relate to that experience of even even aside from sexuality and gender, like people who have different religions and feel like they can't be with the person they love because of religious beliefs. It's like it goes through so many things of the the pressure of feeling like we have to fall in love with 
who we're traditionally supposed to be in love with is um, something that I think a lot of people need to move forward from because I think a lot of people settle for for what they think is right or what their parents will approve of or what society will approve of. Yeah, I think that was the thing too was, um, and I, I would never put blame on my parents for this, but in my head, I do feel like because I was raised very traditionally and by no means um, are my parents homophobic or anything like that, but they just never really, I don't know, we never really discussed it as even a possibility. Like they didn't really introduce that into my life they just sort of raised me very traditionally so in my mind I feel like and I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire which I feel like you can relate to from where oh, you're yeah. from probably yeah I think if you grow up in LA you know the culture is so diverse and everybody has different backgrounds and everybody's sexuality is different and religion and all of this is so different that it's probably more typical that people end up you know or they're you're raised with that mentality of like I could be anything I want mm-hmm. and I can be with anyone I want but in the town I grew up in, there really wasn't a whole lot of diversity or just different kind of relationships. And so I think it just didn't really cross my mind. And I sort of wish that it had when I was younger, because I think it would have been fun to explore more different types of relationships at a younger age. Yeah. It's, um, I was, I have a friend out here who like from a young age, at least knew she was gay, but she was even, cause we, we've had that conversation about like, well, in LA it's different. And she was like, but it's not so different that I felt a hundred percent comfortable my whole life. So mm. it's interesting because and she's from LA, from LA, yeah. didn't grow up religious or like conservative. And so it's interesting the that kind of, no matter where you come, come from society is kind of the same when it comes to that. So I think it is just one of those conversations that the more that we have it and that the more the generations have these conversations with their kids Mm -hmm. so that there isn't that um, ignorance about it, I guess is the word, the more it's going to become normal. You know, it's going to be more accepted. I actually have this theory, but this is based in absolutely no (laughs) research or science or anything. But I just have this theory that it might be exactly the same. It might be just as typical to be gay as it is to be straight, but just because of the way that the world has always functioned. Like back in the day, there was more of a purpose to men and women becoming couples because you really needed a family. There wasn't, you know, we didn't have the scientific advantage, advances that we have now where you right. can have kids if you're a same-sex couple. But back in the day, you really needed a man and woman because you needed a bigger family because you mm-hmm. needed to be able to make money and support your farm or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. you needed people to help with the with the chores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was kind of a it was kind of a survival ta- tactic back then. But we don't need that now. And I think that it's very possible that it's just as typical to be gay as it is to be straight or whatever your your um, sexuality is or your gender or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that all of these things are probably more standard and typical than, than we acknowledge or than oh, society yeah. acknowledges. And I think that eventually we might get to the point where that becomes clear. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think that there is, I don't think that there's more um, LGBTQ people now than there was back in the day. It's just people are able, they're safer to be open about it. Not completely safe, but safer and um, more comfortable being able to talk about it. But I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't think it's like all of a sudden now people, like we have more people who identify as LGBTQ, but no. um, 
anyways, I'm just really proud of you as a friend and proud to know you, especially during that time, because it was like there was so much going on in your life. And I thought you handled it with so much grace and um, just like vulnerability and honesty. Definitely not always behind closed doors. Well, you know, where it counted, you showed grace. (laughs) Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. And also, honestly, I feel like the, the biggest thing getting through that was having friends like you that I knew supported me no matter what and had my back no matter what. And I felt like I could, I really had a good group of people in my life that I was so grateful for that that helped me so much to get past all of that. Yeah. Having good friends, having a good support system is just honestly everything in life. I have to say like any struggle, any challenges, it's so important to have people around you who make you feel supported and cared for no matter what decisions you make. Um, we're going to take a break and hear from our amazing sponsors and we'll be right back with more. Okay. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero. My Shiro. Yeah. Shiro, for my sure. Shiro. That's amazing. 
Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Okay, we are back with Caitlin Carter. So you do all of this stuff in the, um, you know, you're in the spotlight, you're on the hills, you have like had these very public romances, but you also do some amazing work with like um, charitable organizations. Um, right now you're working with the American Wild Horse Campaign and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because I did not grow up with horse. I'm actually, I have like fear of horses and they made me ride a horse one time on the bachelor and I'll never forgive them for that because it started running I was not a trained horse rider and the horse started running so (laughs) I would like to hear more about what you do um for the horses well I mean first of all I'm such a huge animal lover so almost all of the charitable organizations I work with are animal organizations (laughs) Um, but this one, the American wild horse campaign, I came across kind of by chance on Instagram and I was immediately really intrigued because I knew that there are wild horses living in the U S but I didn't understand a lot of the challenges that they were facing. And I grew up, um, attending a horseback riding summer camp every year and horses have always been a really big part of my life. Whenever I feel really stressed or overwhelmed, I always will go find a horse at a stable that I can like feed or just hang out with or groom. I just love being around them. I think they have such a nice energy. So essentially the opposite of how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they feel so peaceful and, and that's where I feel very relaxed. So when I came across this organization, they were really quite small. They had just gotten started. But what they're doing is um, 
or I guess what's going on is um, all of these wild horses are, they, there's a huge population of wild horses in the country and they all live on American public lands. Mm-hmm. And the government prefers for those lands to be used for cattle farming because it's a lucrative business. And otherwise the horses are just really chilling there and living their life and they're not, you know, making money for anyone. Yeah. So they would rather have the cattle be able to use the resources on the land than the horses. So what they do is they round the horses up and they use helicopters to do this. And it's really traumatizing for the horses. A lot of them die in the process because they will either have a heart attack or they'll run into something. It's really sad, actually. I kind of always feel bad when I tell the story because it is really sad, but they'll run into fences and break their necks or break their legs and they have to be put down. Like they, a, lot of, a lot of horses die in the process of being rounded up. And then if they survive that process, they are either held in a government pen. So right now in the U.S., 50,000 horses are living in these little tiny government pens. And so they went from having thousands and thousands of miles of land to just roam and be free to living in a little tiny dirt pen and they can't go anywhere. It's really sad. And then a lot of them are auctioned off to other countries who send them to slaughterhouses and they're killed for meat. So they just really don't, it's, it's not, a a great way. It's not a humane way to handle the horse population. So the American wild horse campaign has actually spent a lot of money going, and this is what they use the money people donate for, which is doing research and creating uh, sterilization techniques. So they can actually go out into the wild and dart these horses with a a little injection Mm -hmm. that sterilizes them. So they aren't reproducing. So just to keep the population control down, but in a humane way where they don't even know that something just happened to them, but they just won't be able to have babies anymore. So that's kind of the work that the organization is now doing. And it just needs the support of local lawmakers in, in each state. Mm -hmm. So, so that's kind of what they're trying to do is just raise awareness so that people because 80% of the American population supports the, what the American Wild Horse Campaign is trying to do, but lawmakers just, they don't really have any reason yeah, to any, do it. Yeah. So we need people to call their local representatives and pay attention when these bills are being passed. And anyone who's interested in, in supporting it, the American Wild Horse Campaign um, on Instagram is at Free Wild Horses. And they constantly, they're so good about updating with, you know, okay, it's time to call these legislators or, you know, they, they keep you really posted on how you can be involved and, and what we can do to help the horses. That's amazing. I mean, it's so there, there's just so much that we don't know about until we, we get to talk to someone like you, who's, you know, part of this campaign and their mission. And it's really informative because I, I had no idea. And in my mind, I'm like, as you're telling me this, I'm like, well, what can we do to get them out of the pens but it's kind of like how I mean you you see how the government works and how the law may it's like we can only do so much so the goal right now is to limit population so that there's not more horses being in this position is that right until there's another solution so that's a part of it and then you know there are a lot of people like the woman who the president of American Wild Horse Campaign her name is Ellie she's got a big ranch up in Northern California which I went and visited and she's rescued over 250 wild horses from from slaughter auctions she actually bought the horses by the pound. That's how they auctioned them because they're intended for meat. And she bought all these horses and just set them free on her ranch. So I think, you know, if there are people who want to get involved who has who have land and they want to rescue horses, mm-hmm. if there are people who just want to donate to the cause, if you just want to 
share that you even learned about this mm -hmm. because like you said, I was in the same position as you. When I found this campaign, I had no idea that this was even happening to these horses. I didn't know they were being killed and rounded up and I didn't know that. And so I think that's been, been the biggest thing. And from the time I discovered American Wild Horse Campaign, the number of people following them and paying attention has grown exponentially. And they've been able to have a lot of success in changing legislation in different states and getting the horses better protected. So it, it's working, which is great yeah. to see. You actually can see progress and it's, it's very encouraging. But yeah, it's just, you know, getting people to understand and know that this is even an issue. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing about that. I mean, like I said, mm -hmm. that's something I think everyone should just be aware of of what's going on outside of our little bubbles that we, you know, like we live in. And because I am, I don't find peace around horses being near them. I do have a heart for, I cried seeing a squirrel this morning. Like I, the thought of animals being hurt is like, I, I, it's devastating no matter, you know, and I think one day I'll have a relationship with horses. It just hasn't happened yet. Well, but maybe I don't you and I can them. work on that together. Maybe you yeah, can yeah. the ranch or something. Yeah, I would love, I mean, I, I really, there, there is potential for resolve there, but I, I don't want, <laughs> I want them to be free. Um, okay, wait, what was the Instagram again? Free wild horses? Oh, it's free wild horses. Yeah. Okay, cool. Everyone mm -hmm. can check that out. Um, so are you, Right now, are you currently in a relationship? Are you single? What's your status? Do you talk about that still? I, well, okay. So I made the mistake of saying when I was on Nick Vile's podcast that I was never going to have a public relationship again and everything was going to be <laughs> private. And I think what I meant by that was just that I don't want to have a relationship that's like in the tabloids. You know what I mean? Oh, I just, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do events, I, I, like overly public things. Right. But I'm not, I certainly would never want to hide somebody I'm dating. I don't, I, I would not appreciate that if I was dating someone who <laughs> were hiding me. Um, no, I have a boyfriend and we, we've been dating since May um, and everything's going really well. It's really, I, it's funny because a lot of my friends will ask me, how's everything going? And all I can ever say, it's going really well. Cause it's like the most seamless, chill relationship. Like, I just feel like, like it's strangely easy. Easy. <laughs> I've never had a relationship that was just easy. And I also feel like, and not to, I don't want to put anyone else down, but I feel like he's the first like adult that I've ever dated where he's like super more mature than me by far. Like he's so, I don't know. He, um, he, his name's Chris. Mm -hmm. um and he's the founder and creative director of a company called Brock Collection so he's a fashion designer and I like to say he's the gayest straight man <laughs> I know because he's so he's so into fashion and he's so I mean we have a lot of like kind of feminine things in common which is yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. but then he's also I'm into skating and he's he's like from Texas and so he's like a ranch guy he's so handy and I mean he's like loves horses he's a dream um, what's really funny is I took him riding for the first time in his life. He had never been horseback riding, even though he grew up on a ranch in Texas, they have like cows and everything, but not horses. Wow. Interesting. Um, and so I took him riding for the first time in Utah and he was always, you know, he, because he's Texan, so he's like a cowboy, but he just doesn't <laughs> ride horses. So he's always talking about how he's a cowboy. I'm like, you're not a cowboy if you don't ride horses. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I took him riding for the first time. And thinking it's going to be this mellow ride. We were in Zion National Park and the, the views are stunning. We're going to go for this sunset ride. And we get on the horses and we were walking for maybe two minutes. And he goes, 
I want to go fast. Can we just go fast? It was like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> He's like, I just want to go fast. And, and so I looked at the guide and he goes, we can do whatever you guys want. And Chris just like kicks the horse and takes off at a gallop down this trail. Never ridden before in his life. <laughs> and he's so comfortable. And wow. when we were done riding, he looked at me and he goes, I'm a cowboy. I'm a real cowboy. And I was like, honestly, you really are. Because that's, yeah. you, most people can't just do that. And then I asked him to, because he was riding, he was kind of smacking the horse with the reins a little bit on his butt to get it to go faster. And I said, where the hell did you come up with that? Why are you doing that? And he goes, well, I was just doing what I see in the movie. <laughs> Okay, well, I had a different experience when my horse started running, and I wish I had the footage because it used to be on on the computer, like on the internet, but I, I can't find it anywhere because wait, was this on The Bachelor? Yeah, and there was a GoPro on the like handle, so it was like this upward angle of me fully panicked but trying to play it cool because oh, so I was were on riding a date. Western. Did your saddle had a horn in the front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The handle. So I was riding Western, okay. and um. We took, they told me they gave me like the mellow horse and there was a little donkey and it kept irritating my horse. And so my horse starts running through the trail. I'm like trying to play it cool because it's my first one-on-one date and it is just full panic. Like I got off the horse and was shaking. All the producers looked like they were all so concerned. It was like, are you okay? I think they were (laughs) worried too. Like Like, no one was prepared for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. They're like, uh, you're good, right? And then I had to get back on the horse to go to our picnic area. It was, I I would like to have a redo and have it happen like Chris's did. You know, yeah, you would think that, were, were you out of the country when that happened? No, I was in South Dakota. Oh, interesting. Because I was going to say, I've been on several trips where I, I'll, I'll stay at a resort in Indonesia or Bali or something, or, or Mexico or something, and they're like, yeah, the horse is chill, and then you get on and they're clearly not properly trained or whatever. It's like a totally – but here, usually, the resorts have such strict insurance policies yeah. and codes they have to abide by that they are usually kind of more straightforward. So hmm. Yeah, it was nothing like our camel ride in Cabo that one time. that is still one of my favorite that was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever done in my life only because of the helmets with the I have to tell this so we go to um Cabo and we stayed at this amazing result it was with Foray um Caitlin's business at the time you are you still associated with Foray no we ended up just kind of rolling it into another company and I stepped aside about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So when we were working together, we went to Cabo and we were there. It was like a bunch of influencer bloggers. And so we, you know, we're there to take beautiful photos and shoot content. And we were so excited because we had this camel ride booked and we had these visions of like being on the beach. It was on the beach and having like our dresses flowing behind us with like the camel. It was like going to be gorgeous. And we get there and they make us put on a helmet with like a sheet over our head as like tradition for the camel. I don't really remember what the rules were but Caitlin was so upset that she's like arguing with the guy in her helmet. Like it was impossible it to like take a her wedding veil over the helmet, which I yeah, think yeah, was maybe was supposed to protect us from the sun. But see, we... I thought it was more of like the camels feeling safe or something. I don't know. We looked like little Darth Vader's. That's what I think every time I see that. We looked like little Darth Vader's or the or the soldiers that work for him. You know those guys? Yeah. So we're all in like these amazing outfits, like with our dresses and skirts, and then our helmets on. So the photos 
or some of my favorites, but not what we envision. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we could use them for any professional purposes, no. but we definitely got a lot of laughs out of them. Yeah, we babe. could try to find that photo to post in coincide what's the word oh to, per- to talk about the podcast yeah I mean yeah. Well, we should just share it because people I mean it was so insane I feel like yeah that was like the photo that never died and we would send it to each other at least once a year yeah. that might be going making its rounds again this well, year now that I, I was it, the thing was that everyone found so funny was that I was like throwing a fit to the guides because I was like this our photos are going to be terrible this is unacceptable and I'm on my phone texting trying to get them to change whatever and I've got this massive helmet with a veil on as I'm so angry marching around it was I'll never forget it Allie and I still talk about that moment it was awesome um so what you're filming the hills right now when like how long does that go so we are so yeah we started filming in October we're scheduled to film through February um but of course with the delays with COVID I think it it'll probably get extended beyond that it took us the first season a year to finish filming because we actually filmed for three months and with a different showrunner, and then they scrapped all of that material because it was just everyone was just so uncomfortable and it was it was not good. Um, and so we reshot the entire show, and so it took us a year to get the first season done, and it's now taking us a year because we started filming in February and ha- we filmed for two weeks and had to stop. So oh we yeah, scrapped that. So it's kind of wild. It just takes so long to get these shows made, but I do think though. I honestly worked really hard to not have to film The Hills again because I was like, you know, that's kind of my old life and it's with mm-hmm. Brody and I just want to move forward and do my own project. And I wasn't able to get out of my contract, which at the time I was really upset about. But now I'm really grateful because A, of course, for the work, but also because we're having a lot of fun and I actually feel like we're making a really good show this time around. I'm so um, excited. I think yeah. everyone's just excited to, like you said, not only to be having work, but just to be doing something that feels somewhat normal. I think everyone just wants normalcy. And even the viewers like to have that something to watch. And it's kind of like when they when they decided they were going to do the Bachelor Bachelorette and everyone's like, well, they're only in Palm Desert. They're not leaving. I was like, who cares? Like we're getting this feels like our normal life with these shows on. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is really nice to have some kind of sense of normalcy and be back. I I don't do well when I don't have a lot of work on my plate because I feel really anxious and I I always feel better when I've got a consistent work schedule. Um, I just like to be busy, you know, and so it's, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I mean, quarantine's been really hard for everyone, but I'm so grateful it's back and and that I'm actually excited and I want to do some kind of big fun you know party when it airs and find hopefully we'll be at the point in time where we can actually do that and you know yeah so life's going pretty good right now I know I'm so happy for you thank you again for coming on and co-hosting with me it was such a fun way to end this is the last last show of the season well Mark and Easton are going to do a bonus episode but as far as it's my last show of the season so thank you for joining me (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, it's my pleasure. It's like the (laughs) highlight of my week, month, year. (laughs) I'm going out with a bang with the 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 credit you're giving this show. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'll let you go. Enjoy your Aspen vacay. Enjoy. Sorry, thank you for taking time out of your trip to record. And it was really fun. I'm glad we did um, it. I love you. I'm proud of you. And hopefully, I'll get to see you soon. Yes. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.
All right, everybody. Thank you again for such an amazing year. Thank you. And we love you and cannot wait to see you in 2021. Mark and Easton will be doing a bonus episode for your uh, listening pleasure. I was going to say viewing pleasure. Unfortunately, they won't be doing a shirtless video episode. It will just only be... You don't know that. Okay, I don't know that. But as of now, that's what I... No. <laughs> Easton and I are going to put out a calendar for next year. The boys are scrubbing in. Ooh. <laughs> Just like different poses in the closet yeah. and in the office? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> plan. Um, so if y'all want to do, I would do like ask ask Easton and Mark advice because those are two of the, literally the greatest guys that you'll find in at least America. So... <laughs> I don't know what the guys are like overseas, but I can say in America. Um, thank you all. Love you all. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Celebrating whatever you celebrate. Enjoy um, time with your family. If you can't be with your family, just know that you're avoiding maybe controversial conversations that could have happened, and you're avoiding them. I'm I'm about to set off on a four-day journey home, so... <laughs> Oh, good luck. Thank you so much. Good luck to me. Good luck to my sisters. It is, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I've never I've never just taken time. I've driven from Louisiana to California one time, but we just drove through. Like, we didn't. We just got here. So, this will be my first time stopping and seeing places. So, I'm excited. But I love you guys. Thank you all for everything you do. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And um, love you all. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.